WHO Director General Tedros Adhanom is urging the world to be on guard for the next pandemic. Speaking in Geneva on Monday, he said that COVID was no longer a global health emergency, but that a variant could arise and cause new surges of disease and death. The Ethiopian doctor added that the world must be prepared to respond if another, even deadlier pathogen emerges. Since the first COVID cases were detected in late 2019, the virus has caused almost 7 million deaths worldwide, making it one of the deadliest pandemics. Experts warn that the next pandemic will likely be caused by a zoonotic disease. That is a disease that's transmitted from animals to humans. Taiwan conducted anti-landing drills along the Ilan coast on Wednesday, rehearsing a potential Chinese invasion. Three amphibious assault vehicles and a Zhonghe-class tank landing ship were deployed at two locations. Military enthusiasts lined the shores to capture them in action. According to a defense analyst, the military has ramped up drills at seven to eight vulnerable beaches along the east coast. It's also reinforced the deployment of missiles to form a stronger defensive net. The camera captures three AAV-7s as they launch from a warship, then head toward the coast for an anti-landing exercise. The AAV-7s rush out of the sea and arrive on shore one by one. The sight of them storming the beach draws a throng of shutterbugs. The second combat zone extends from Yilan's Jitakan and Zhangwei Township all the way to Taidong's Jiben. These are known as Red Beaches. This is a key area where the military is reinforcing its anti-landing operations, troop deployment and firepower. Starting this month, the military will ramp up drills at seven to eight so-called Red Beaches where the PLA could land. The scholar says that besides strengthening anti-landing drills in the second combat zones, the military has also reinforced its missile deployment. The second combat zone has been reinforced in recent years. There are long-range anti-aircraft missiles and long-range anti-ship missiles that can perform counter-strikes on vessels attempting to land. They form a network of defensive firepower that can prevent China from invading Taiwan. With tensions high across the strait, the military is proactively preparing for all possible actions by Beijing. Taiwan plans to relax its rules for hiring migrant workers to ease a labor shortage in four industries, long-term care, construction, farming and manufacturing. An estimated 28,000 new workers will be admitted under the new policy. Notably, the construction industry will receive a quota of 8,000 workers to be raised to 15,000 if there is demand. Hiring can start as early as mid-June. This will be the first time that all private construction firms are allowed to hire foreign workers. Currently, foreign hiring is open only to contractors engaged in public works or privately funded social infrastructure. Taiwan's longest operating department store is soon to be demolished and given a total remake. The Far Eastern Baoqing store has been in Taipei's Ximen District for 51 years, but the old family favorite has lost customers to nearby competitors as well as the younger department stores across the city. In August, the store will enter a five-year reconstruction phase. 
Its owners hope a fresh new look and more fashionable concessions can attract a younger and more affluent crowd. After 51 years in business, Far Eastern Taipei Baoqing Store is planning a grand closing auction. In August, the building will be knocked down and rebuilt. It's been there so many years. It's the oldest department store. It's not as big as the others. If there were lots of tourists, it would be doing so great. Ximen's Far Eastern is the first department store to get a makeover as part of the government policy to reconstruct unsafe old buildings. When the 6,000 ping block has been knocked down and rebuilt, it will have a new floor space of over 10,000 ping with an estimated value three to four times that of the current building. It's been officially announced. Taiwan's oldest Far Eastern department store located beside exit 3 of MRT Ximen Station will be knocked down and given a huge makeover in a bid to attract tourists and younger consumers from the commercial district over the road. The store lies outside the typical pedestrian circuit of Ximen's commercial district. Its current clientele are mostly public servants aged 45 to 55. But after its makeover, it will have a new look and more new restaurants and brands aimed at younger demographics. With the position of Far East and Baoqing store itself plus its subsidiaries, it really does seem that the crowd at Ximending might not be able to deliver a very clear upswing. If in the future it is remodeled into a new large-scale department store, then certainly it could link up with the crowds which already exist in the Ximending commercial district. The majority of department stores now are concentrated in Xinyi District and the East District. Their external design is more up-to-date, more fashionable. Older stores find it harder to attract younger customers or clientele with more consumer power, so they are being forced to face this transition. Taiwan's longest-running department store is facing drastic changes. The reconstruction of the site is slated to take five years to complete. Plenty of time to place your bets on the prospects of the new Far Eastern. Today we meet Guatemalan entrepreneur Camila Science. She is the CEO and co-founder of a platform that connects foreign language tutors with Taiwanese students. Most recently, she has also launched a new platform that connects people all over the world with experts in a variety of fields so that they can learn new skills. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang met Science for a chat. Hello, I'm Camila. Hola, me llamo Camila. Ni hao, me Camila. Science introduces herself in fluent Spanish, English, and Mandarin Chinese. She's the co-founder of a platform that connects foreign bilingual language tutors with people in Taiwan. This can take place either virtually or in person so that they can learn a variety of languages. The teachers are all bilingual and can teach several languages like French, English, Mandarin Chinese, and Spanish. It's a platform that aims to connect foreigners and Taiwanese. Um, all of our tutors are mostly foreigners that are bilingual, um, so we are teaching different languages like French, English, Spanish, um, and the thing is for tutors to go to people's houses or people's offices, because I realized in Taiwan there are already so many uh, online learning platforms that I wanted to do something a bit different so we could connect better with Taiwanese. Science has traveled to over 40 countries around the world. 
Through her experiences examining different education systems, she noticed that many Taiwanese were good at memorizing vocabulary and grammar, but lacked opportunities for conversation. Therefore, she decided to launch a platform to allow Taiwanese students to speak without being afraid of being judged by others. Her platform now has around 100 tutors across Taiwan. When I first came to Taiwan, I realized like the education when it comes to languages was like a bit different from my experience back home. Uh, I have traveled a lot. I've been to more than 40 countries, and I realize languages are mostly to have a conversation. But then in Taiwan, everyone is about the bushiban uh, kind of environment, like just to memorize and pass exams. Um, so. Taiwanese have been learning English for so long, but then when it comes to having a conversation, they all get like a bit nervous, and I wanted to find a way to solve that. Science moved to Taiwan in 2014 after receiving a scholarship to study for her bachelor's and doctorate degrees. She's currently studying for PhD in business management. She's also an adjunct instructor at Mingchuan University. Due to her love and gratitude for Taiwan, she hopes to give back to Taiwan with her education business. So uh, my goal has always been to give back to Taiwan because Taiwan has given me two fully funded scholarships to study my bachelor's degree and my PhD degree. So I wanted to find a way to have an impact in education as well. So when I found like the initiative for Taiwan to be a bilingual country by 2030, I was like, okay, how can I actually have like a little impact in this? The thing that I'm the most proud of is that I feel like slowly we are changing the mentality and the stereotypes of only native English speakers can teach English. Uh, I think in the very beginning, it was a huge challenge for us because most of our tutors are not native speakers, like myself, like my first language is Spanish. Um, but then changing the mentality and telling Taiwanese that like other people from other nationalities can also teach English. Now Science is launching a new platform connecting people with experts in different fields to learn new skills. Whether it's design classes, photography, boxing, or something else, the platform helps people easily find professionals that teach needed skills in their area. Science hopes to create more jobs for foreigners and locals in Taiwan, and by doing this, help bring different cultures together. And I really hope that more foreigners can share their skills and their knowledge with Taiwan so we can have like this little impact on helping Taiwan become more international. So the idea is for, for foreigners or even Taiwanese like to be able to share their skills. So when it comes to yoga or painting class or even DJ class, like whatever um, they can share with Taiwan, they can do it either online or offline. So I believe with this, like people that are even abroad, like not specifically only in Taiwan, they could also share their skills with, with Taiwanese. Science has been living and working in Taiwan for eight years, and she calls Taiwan her second home. She hopes to continue to give back to Taiwan and make Taiwan more well-known in the international community. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang and Li Qi in Taipei. This is Gaoshu Township in Pingdong, one of Taiwan's major pineapple producing regions. Nguyen Thi Ching, a Vietnamese resident of Taiwan, moved here after marrying a Taiwanese man. She's been growing pineapples here for more than 20 years. Cutting a path through these thick rows of leaves facilitates work in the fields, but it has another benefit too. If we don't cut down the leaves, the birds of prey can't see the mice. The mice hide in there. The mice in these fields live off pineapple and like to take a single bite out of each fruit. That could be devastating for farmers. Most take the route of using rat poison, but Nguyen does not, for a special reason. 
The story goes that her husband was involved in a major traffic accident some years ago. She had to drop her work to care for him in the hospital and had no time to spare to think about mice. Her neglect of rat poison was perfectly in line with the hopes of National Pingdong University of Science and Technology. Its bird ecology lab has a project to protect birds of prey. They asked Nguyen to go even further, setting up nesting boxes and perches for the birds in her fields and helping them research the farm's ecosystem. Birds of prey are poisoned by the rat poison, so this is actually quite a large ecological crisis and problem. They use an automated camera to record the comings and goings of many species of birds, including owls. The small step of avoiding rat poison has brought enormous ecological rewards. When we're working here, we feel very happy to hear the birds calling. The calls are a joyful sound. Nguyen and her husband have no regrets about their shift to a more eco-friendly farming method. Although the farming life certainly has its challenges, it's a bit like a pineapple. There's a sweetheart hidden within those spikes. The fitness industry is booming in Taiwan since the pandemic. All over the country, new gyms are sprouting up in droves. Official figures show that there were more than 900 gyms nationwide in February, an 80% increase since four years ago. And it's a boon for real estate, as gyms require lots of commercial space. But trends vary across the country. In smaller cities, the demand for fitness centers has seen the number of gyms more than double. While in Taipei, rents are so high that opening a gym on the first floor isn't so viable. Get in the correct position, press with the feet, and voila, the barbell lifts off the ground. Not just once, but twice. This gym of just 20 or 30 ping is located on the first floor of a residential apartment building. The people who live here can pop down for a quick workout anytime without worrying about the traffic downtown. This is very convenient in relation to home, just come straight down to work out. In the evenings, lots of working people come and exercise after work. In the morning, it's mostly moms. The small but elegant gym provides a quiet space to exercise and has revitalized the first floor of this building. Big chain gyms are very different, full of hundreds of different machines. The gym business is booming post-COVID, and all kinds of venues are opening. According to the Ministry of Finance, there were 902 gyms operating in Taiwan this February, 80% more than in February 2019. Since the pandemic, awareness of preventative medicine has been gradually growing. People are becoming aware of the importance of muscle strength, and that's why the demand for classes just keeps growing. For example, in our classes, Besides training muscle strength, we also offer nutrition plans. In the north, rents are higher, so we see a very large number of businesses going toward the second floor or even higher. But in central and southern Taiwan, on the one hand, rents are cheaper, and on the other hand, there are larger venue spaces available to choose from, and parking is easier. Advertising is more effective too, and it's easier to attract new members. Although rents are high in Taipei, the population is also a lot denser. There are 146 gyms in the capital, more than in any other city. 
Meanwhile, in Taoyuan and Taichung, gym numbers have recently grown by more than 140%. The national craze for fitness has caused a veritable mushrooming of gyms. It's also a big win for commercial districts who are struggling to fill vacant store space. Photos have emerged from a Kaohsiung grocery store showing a monkey climbing the shelves. Astonished shoppers hurried to record the simian visitor's antics. But the store owners are used to it. They say they've seen this particular visitor multiple times before. Formosan rock macaques are a common sight in the rural communities of Kaohsiung. FTV spoke to local market sellers and to an expert on the monkeys to find out more. When a customer spotted the scene, they immediately snapped these photos. A macaque sits up on the top shelf of the store with a bag of bananas. The monkey found its way into the grocery store in search of food. Onlookers were amused, but the store owners are more blasé. The store owner said the monkey has been in there three times. My mom said the monkey grabbed a bag of bananas and jumped on the shelf. She went and told the store attendant. If she hadn't, nobody would have noticed. Fruit sellers at nearby Neiwei Market say that monkey thieves are a common sight. I see them all the time. They're very cheeky. They eat a bit and then chuckle at you. They always steal good fruit. They don't pick it off the ground. They don't eat fruit as bad as that. They're all on the roof. When one wants to eat, it jumps down from the roof. We cover it with cloth in the morning, obviously, but they open it up and choose the things they want. These fruit sellers have resigned themselves to visits from the furry friends. But this macaque expert says that it's wrong to imagine they're coming into town to look for a free lunch. There isn't really a great shortage of food for macaques. These are mostly male macaques, and when male macaques reach maturity, they want to disperse outward, migrate, to look for new communities to join so that they can interchange their genes. But whatever the monkeys are after, the public is reminded never to chase them away, nor to deliberately feed them. Approaching them is a quick route to getting injured.